Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to this episode 125 of the WP Builds podcast entitled Making Your WordPress Website Multilingual with Amir Helzer from WPML. It was published on Thursday the 25th of April 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I won't be joined today by David Wormsley because it's an interview day and so we'll be talking to Amir Helzer instead. Just a couple of things before we begin. If you wouldn't mind going over to the wpbuilds.com website, if you find the links at the top there, the first one to mention is the subscribe link. Fill out the forms. We've got two newsletters to belong to. One alerts you to the fact that we've got a podcast coming out on Thursday. This is it. And the other form on that page gets you onto our alerts subscription, and that will alert you every time we come across a plugin or theme or whatever deal. As soon as I hear about it, I will send the details out to you in plain text. Also on there, you can find our iTunes page and Google Podcast page. We certainly appreciate any positive ratings that you can give us there. Join our Facebook group and you can find our YouTube channel and so on. In other words, that page is everything that we do, all distilled into one page, and we'd certainly appreciate appreciate you being part of our community. The other pages to mention are the deals page, forward slash deals. Go there if you're thinking of buying some plugins because we've got heaps of coupon codes for notable WordPress plugins. So you might find something before Black Friday. Forward slash contribute if you would like to come on the podcast and join me and talk about something that you've recently done, something you've achieved. And the last one, I suppose, would be forward slash advertise. Please feel free if you're a product owner or developer, if you've got a subscription service or you've got some kind of plugin or theme, whatever that might be, we'd certainly appreciate having you on the podcast. Speaking of which, the WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive, and lightning-fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And WP Admin Pages Pro. Have you ever needed to add custom admin pages to your client's WordPress dashboard but couldn't find the tools to do it? WP Admin Pages Pro is here for you. Create beautiful admin pages using your favorite page builders such as Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and more. Check it out at wpadminpagespro.com today. And we thank all of our sponsors most sincerely for their support of the WP Builds podcast. It certainly does keep the lights on, so thank you to them. Right, today we're talking to Amir Helzer, who is from WPML and Toolset, and we're going to be spending our whole podcast talking about multilingual websites and how all this might be achieved with the enormously popular WPML plugin. He explains how it all works, and he also talks about the future regarding Gutenberg and other integrations. I hope you enjoy it. 
Hello there, welcome to the WP Builds podcast. We're having an interview today and I believe this is the third time you you are hearing from Amir Helzer from, well I'm going to say Toolset, but actually that's not what we're here to talk about today because we're talking about WPML. So hello Amir. Hello Nathan. Yeah, the third time. I think you might be one of only two people who have been on the podcast twice. The other person, I think, is um, Robbie McCulloch from Beaver Builder. So there you go. So I'm in good company. In fine company. That's right. Yeah. So we're on the we're on the call today to talk about WPML. WPML, if you've not used it, as I haven't. So let's get that out of the way to begin with. I've not used any multilingual plugin of any description before. It is a a way of translating. Components, parts, pages of your website so that people uh, who don't speak in English or Chinese or whatever your native language is can understand what's on your page. And so, Amir, given the fact that I've never used it before, my my first question, I suppose, is, um, well, how does it work? What's the sort of workflow that one might go through trying to get English text on a page into, say, well, Hebrew, for example? Okay, so... When you install WordPress without any plugins, one of the first thing that happens is WordPress asks you which language you want to use, right? Indeed. And what what you choose now determines the language that everything on your site will be, at least everything on the admin side. Um, and then you could, theoretically, you could write a page in English, a page in Spanish, and a page in Italian, but these are go- all going to be just pages. WordPress itself doesn't have any notion of the language of the of your content, okay? The decision that you make in the beginning is the the, the localization language for the WordPress admin. Yes. Okay. So WPML allows WordPress to run in several languages, not only in one. And since the site has several languages, then uh, each piece of content which you create receives language information. Um, and WPML will allow you to connect between different uh, different translations as uh, as translations of the same content. So let's say you're building your homepage right now, and you have a site in uh, in English and Hebrew, as you stated. Um, you might want to set your, your site's default language to English, and then you'd uh, write the content in in English, and then you'll click a little button that says "Now I'm translating this page uh, to Hebrew." And then you'd enter the Hebrew version for the homepage, which can be a literal translation, or it can be what, whatever content you feel like having in Hebrew now. Okay. Um, and that's the that's the essence of it when you when you're using any multilingual plugin for WordPress. Um, so from there, presumably there is no limitation on the the number of languages that you wish to select. Let's say that you've got a requirement to put it into ten different languages. So long as you've got the capability to translate those ten different languages, which we'll come on to later, um, you've just got ten boxes in effect to fill up. Yes. So um, in order for really for, to not have a real limitation on the number of languages, uh, we don't lay, it out, lay them uh, down as one next to the other or below the other. So that uh, each time you open, you work on the content in one language. 
Um, we do have an editor which allows you to do side-by-side -side translation, but still, in that case, you'd have two languages, mm -hmm. the original language of that content and what you're translating into. Mm -hmm. But in any case, if you have 15 languages on the on the site, you're not going to be cluttered with uh, seeing content simultaneously in 15 languages. Okay. Um, and how does a an end user of the website, how do they go about making the decision that, oh, well, I, I should like to see this in German, for example, or in Hebrew, how how is that handled uh, from a sort of user, <clears throat> excuse me, a user interface point of view? That's what we call a language switcher. And um, as the designer of the site, you can include language switchers in different places on the site. Uh, for example, on our own website on wpml.org, we've decided to place the language switcher at the footer. Um, you can place it on a menu, you can place it in a header, in a widget. Um, you, you have a number of places where you can insert different language switchers. Okay, <clears throat> so basically you, you must manually select or is there some kind of automation going on whereby the browser is giving away information about the, the user, maybe its IP address perhaps, or, um, or is there another way, for example, can, yeah, can so it translate based upon the browser language, for example? So first, the, it's, the, the browser is not translating. The browser is telling WordPress mm. that there's a visitor here who yep. wants to consume content in a, different, in a certain language. And then WPML will redirect WordPress to show, oh, this is the German version of that content, so let's give it to this user. Um, but this mechanism uh, relies on the language setting in the browser. So, for instance, if you're living in uh, Switzerland, Okay, which uh, has uh, four languages. Uh -huh. uh, we can't tell by your IP what, which language you specifically speak. It's better to use the uh, the language setting in the browser. Um, when you when you install uh, German Windows and uh, German um, Chrome, for instance, then the browser, without you asking, because the browser sees the the language of the operating operating system, then the browser will include. Um, meta information about the user's language, which is better than the user's IP. Um, and WPML reads that, and it can uh, it can s return the content in your language. Now there's a plus and there's a minus in that feature. Mm. Um, the the plus is obviously it's it's nice. Uh, you go on a on a site and you get the language that's intended for you. That's great. The very, very big minus in that is that Google doesn't like it a lot because this would cause Google not to see other other languages. Google goes by, by URL. Right. Um, and if you visited the URL for the Spanish content, but the language heading in the Google request, Google tries to look like a browser. Google goes into great uh, efforts not to look like a robot, but to look like a human. Mm -hmm. So it's, the Google requests actually include these headings. And if Google visits a German page and has, uh, let's say, the English uh, language preference, you'd return the English version, and that would get indexed instead of the German version. So you need to consider that when you're using this feature. Ah, okay. So, yeah, from an SEO point of view, how does it spit out the content? So, for example, let's say my homepage is... Um, I, I've written it in English, but I've also made translations into German and Hebrew. Is there some sort of URL rewriting going on such that when I select to see it in German, there is a unique 
German URL, or is it just sticking the same content on no. the same URL that the the English one would have done? So each each language receives its own set of URLs. So, for instance, on our site, the German content goes all under wpml.org/de. Okay, yep. so all the German content sits there under the, this DE, like virtual subfolder. Um, you could also arrange different languages in different domains or subdomains, and you can add them as a, just as, as a language argument at the end of the URL. But in any case, it's always uh, unique URLs. Right. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. Um, just talking this through. A moment ago, you were talking about the the UI, and I made I made um, a mistake in sort of saying, okay, it's a bunch of boxes that you fill in. If I was to if I was to load up um, WPML and begin on the work of translating a website, it, I would like you, if possible, to describe what I would actually see and how I would work through the actual workflow of translating into a couple of different languages. So firstly, you'd see an installation wizard, which gets basic information about your site. What would you like your site's default language to be? And what other languages do you want to have in that site? Um, and then it will ask you to choose where, what kind of language switcher you'd like to have and where to display it. Um, and then it, lets, it asks you to register WPML on our site mm -hmm. um, so that you can get automatic updates. Mm -hmm. um, and that now, you're, now you're really ready. This takes about one minute to pass through this wizard. Mm -hmm. um, and now your site has several languages. Um, and so now when you, you, you'll have two editing interfaces designed for two different needs of two different populations. One is the person building the site Okay, he has his own needs. When you're building a site, you're more you you have other concerns, but you're not that interested now in doing accurate translation. That's not what interests you a lot. Usually, you'd have uh, lorem ipsum yep. text, which doesn't mean much. So you you don't want to spend time translating, doing fine translation for that, right? Um, so there's the the interface which we recommend to people while they're building the site. And there's the interface that we recommend to other people when they're maintaining content. Translators would typically use our complete translation editor. And for admins who are building the site, uh, they can do the quick and dirty translation of just clicking a plus icon next to a language name and just entering the translation without really going through a translation process. Okay. Um, so now that we've got our bits and pieces on the page and, and I am um, an editor, let's say I've got the capability, I'm not building the site, I'm editing the site and I log in and mm -hmm. I've got uh, three languages, say, that I've got to translate into. I'm, I'm trying to imagine or I'm trying to get a description of what it actually looks like on the page. So it's not side by side, although that is possible. You can you can have your primary translation to work from and then next to it, you have the one that you're doing in, say, German. And then once you, you're satisfied with that, you click save or, or I guess you can keep a draft of it or what have you. And then as soon as that's done, it's all live on the site and ready to go. You don't have to configure anything else. It will work, figure out what browser you're in and so on and so forth or what's been selected and, and that's it. Yeah, up to you. Um, we have a more elaborate translation process because um, I write some of the content and uh, Dario, maybe you know him, he yep. writes some yep. of the content. And we have another writer called Kuno, he writes some content. 
and we have translators because we ourselves don't speak all the languages that appear on our site. So uh, we we separate between writing content, uh, managing the site structure, and translating the content. So ideally, the, the work of translation should be very decoupled from WordPress administration because many times the translators have no clue about how WordPress works. So you want to expose as little as possible settings to translations, to translators. Translators would prefer, would typically prefer just to translate texts. Right. Text meaning no short codes, no styling, definitely no settings, not even publishing. They mm -hmm. want to give me text, I'll translate the text. I'll do it as well as I can. And then... Uh, you, de you determine the state of the translations once they're ready. In our site, for instance, we set them as draft. We go over them, like we click the preview button, we go over them. And when we're satisfied, we click publish. You can also set it to publish automatically. That's up to you. Um, what else? And the, the same, uh, the editors that we have in our site would... Uh, go through a translation dashboard, which is part of WPML, and would that this dashboard shows you uh, which pieces of content are new or updated, and from that point, from that place, you could ch choose uh, which pages you want to send to translation, to which languages, and by which translators. When um, when we're dealing with a page on WordPress, we're often dealing with much more than just text, aren't we? You know, there's images and yep. maybe video and things like that. Does yep. it does it have the capability to? Well, let's say for example, I have an image, and on that image is some text, and it's important that that image is translated. Is it is it possible to to do that also? Yes. So this is part of our media translation uh, plugin, which is part of WPML, and that plugin does exactly what you said. It will uh, catch the images from the content that you've sent to translation and it will ask you which of these images require localization as well because some of the image in a normal content the majority of the images of the images just are just fine as as they are yeah but some images have texts on them and you'd like to translate them and actually this translation is a means it's up to you to to produce the new videos that the new images this a plugin cannot do for you. No, no. But it does help you with the bookkeeping so that w as you're sending content to translation, you indicate, I need to replace these images and it keeps them in a, in a queue for you. And then it lets you see um, which images you still need to work on and then you can upload the replacements per language and then WPML will insert them into the translated content. Okay. So, you translate the con the translators would translate the content separately, and maybe your art department would produce localized versions of the graphics, and then WPML will merge them together. I can see somebody coming up with a SaaS app to translate meme pictures, so <laughs> all the pictures with text on are automatically done for you. Translate Why into not? German. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea, actually. Um, are there any situations that you know of where it's mandatory 
to to include language translation. I know that there's a lot. I live in the EU uh, for how long? I don't know, but I live in the EU currently, and um, there's a lot of law about you know um, having things. To, for example, if I go and buy a, a tube of toothpaste and you look on the back of it, there the the entire back is the tiniest tiniest print because everything's got to be in every single language. Do you know if there's um, any legislation throughout the world where this is compulsory to do it? In in Canada, I, I'm almost sure that there is. Yeah. Um, and I think that in some parts of, of Switzerland, it is. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And um, I think that in Belgium, maybe your viewers, if you have some, some listeners from Belgium, they can comment on that. Do you find then that you have a, a sort of a very large population of purchasers of the plugin from Canada, for example, compared to yeah. say the United States? Ah, of course. Yeah, so, so if you, of course, so if you compare the, the the population in Canada to the population in the US, we have a, in percentage far more purchases in Canada yes, than the US. Yes. So I guess if you're a Canadian website builder, um, it's mandatory to have it in two languages. Something like this is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Now these days, um, go back several years and we had this lovely classic editor as it was called and it was you know everything was really obvious fast forward to today and people are editing wordpress posts and pages in um, all manner of ways gutenberg obviously now the, the new block editor and a whole range of page builders that have taken the wordpress world by storm does mm-hmm. it does it function with those is there are there any gotchas are there any things which you found challenging to get to work with page builders and so on uh, challenging always. <laughs> yeah. um, well, this is one, one of the benefits of us being in our situation, where WPML is a pretty popular plugin today, that uh, other developers listen to us. And it's uh, it makes life a lot easier for everyone, mm. including our clients. Um, I, I don't want to use this as a sales call, but really buying from a market leader gets you these benefits because when you're in a position of of a market leader, it means that it's easier for you to to get the good cooperation from everyone else. Um, we just talked about toolset uh, earlier, and you know it's no surprise, it's it's no secret that toolset is not in the same position as WPML, right? I'm I'm I would be the first one to admit it. Uh, WPML is more popular than toolset. And in Toolset, we see the flip side of this situation where we have to uh, to beg for attention sometimes mm. from others who uh, who have more popular themes and plugins, and it's harder to achieve and maintain um, good cooperation, good technical cooperation, because they have their own agenda yes. and they have clients pressing them so we understand the situation we know this situation from WPML in WPML it's way easier because you don't want to uh, to block yourself from selling to everyone who's using WPML it's a lot of people so so going to the original question it's it's of course it's challenging but uh, when we contact someone who's building a popular page builder like uh, Beaver Builder, uh, Divi, Elementor, Avada, um, then we have very healthy and constructive um, cooperation, cooperations. 
and we make sure that everything works. Sometimes we ask them to do little things for us. Sometimes we do little things for them. Sometimes we do big things for each other. Bottom line, we have to make it work. Mm -hmm. So it works. Uh, when you translate, uh, when you create uh, content, let's say with Gutenberg now, okay, Gutenberg saves it in a different way than the classic editor did before. Mm -hmm. uh, so WPML uh, uses the Gutenberg API to get the content of the text textual content of blocks, which Gutenberg is kind enough to provide. Uh, we save this as individual translation units, and we show it in the translation editor as separate fields, which makes translation a whole lot easier. Um, and in the case of, let's say, well, for example, a lot of the questions that we had in our WP Builds Facebook group were were related to Elementor, and I'll kind of mm -hmm. um, I'll kind of just use that as one example of a non Gutenberg page builder, if you like. Mm -hmm. um, so, from my point of view, not having used it before, it, is the UI for translating separate and distinct from Elementor, or does does the the translation take place within uh, the Elementor uh, interface? Um, we we support two both options and both in my opinion are needed. Um, most of the content that you would translate, uh, you just need to translate the texts. Because let's say that you've built a nice template with uh, with Elementor, okay, and now you want to have this template in several other languages. Normally, you just you want to use the same design that you've created with all the nice styling and positions and images. And you want to have it in different texts. In that case, we would recommend you to use our uh, built-in translation editor in WPML, which just allows you to translate texts. So yep. later on, when you view this page in different languages, you don't need to rebuild it from scratch with all the designs. Now, if you want to have a different design per language, which also happens, or let's say you're doing your homepage and you want to have a pixel accurate control. So if you have a, a heading in German that's almost twice as long as English, you don't want it to overflow. You want to, to deal with these little changes, okay? So in that case, you could uh, start a translation from Elementor and translate and create separate designs per language. Ah, that's fascinating. I did not know that. So the sky really is the limit. You can make everything bespoke. You could change, for example, um, as we described earlier, where you can change um, media uh, images, you yes. can change like row background images and things like that. Yeah. So it had, a, yeah. I don't know, a map of Germany instead of a map of yeah. England or something. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really interesting. So you've got, um, you've obviously spent a lot of work, time working with things like uh, Elementor, Beaver Builder and the Gutenberg um, Build Block Editor. What about other integrations? So for example, one thing that I'm thinking of that might be really important is SEO plugins. And I know that Yoast, um, very popular. Do you have integrations with these kind of um, popular plugins as well? Yes, of course. Uh, so for instance, our integration with Yoast means that WPL knows where Yoast saves its meta information. And as you translate, these texts appear together with your regular page texts. Okay, so let's say that you've created a page and you added the SEO information with Yoast. Now you go to our translation editor and you magically see your SEO title and description together with your own text. Great. So you just translate it together, but it also tells you what you're doing. So it's not just a dumb piece of text. You understand it, that you're translating the, the SEO text now. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Are there any other SEO type plugins that you work with apart from Yoast? Or is that where you've put all of your energy? 
Oh, that's a, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, but I can check. Yeah, Tell okay. me the name of the plugin. And I well, there was one that was has becoming increasingly popular. There's one called SEO Press that seems to have gone through the roof over the last few months, largely because of a of a deal that they struck during the um, the Black Friday era in in 2018. But yeah, fair enough. Yep. If you don't know, that's, that's fine. That's included. Yeah. Uh, we oh, did okay. the compatibility with this in September 11. Great, great. Okay. The, the next one, I suppose, is all about actually doing the translations themselves because I know that's... That's probably a big concern. Most people, you know, they might speak two, maybe three, but beyond that, it's unlikely. Um, is there any? Well, I, I know the answer to this, but I want—I would like you to discuss it with us, if that's all right. The, the capability to offload the translations so that you don't have to go and find your own people to do it, and then cut and paste and what have you. I know that you you integrate with a bunch of companies which provide services like this. How how does that work within the plugin? Um, so inside the plugin, it looks very similar to the same process that you'd use to translate yourself. You'd go to the same translation dashboard and you choose which content you want to translate and to which languages, but when you, and, and you choose who will translate it. And there, uh, is today integrated with, I think maybe 60 or 70 or a little more, uh, translation services. Wow. Very nice translation. Wow. I didn't know there were that yeah. many. <laughs> Oh, no, no, more. Um, and um, you could, this integration means that in order to send work to them and to receive their translations, you don't need to go out of your way. You need to create your account with them because you're paying them for this work. And then uh, from the account that you've created, you get some key or token. And you basically connect your translation account with your WordPress site, so WPML. You enter that token and off you go. And then WML lets you send, choose and send the, the content to them. We take care of everything on the way. You'd need to pay them for their effort. And when they're done, translation appears back in, in WordPress, uh, ready to be published. Wow. So you literally put in your text, link up the their API, their token, whatever, press a button, wait a bit, pay a bit. And then the text is is there. You log in, and when they finished it, there it is, right inside your dashboard, ready to go. That's the idea. Yes. That's nice. Have you have you any tips on? Hmm, you're not going to want to name one service over another, I know. But are there any kind of gotchas? So, for example, if I was in like a super niched out area, I don't know. I'm dealing with um, Cisco routers or something where there's loads of bizarre technical language. Are there any um, are there any bits of advice you've got about picking one of those services over another? Do some of them have an area of expertise where others maybe don't? Well, so my tip would be would be to go to our listing page yep. where they're all listed, and just use a text search and find what you're looking for. You'll find. Uh, I'm just there now, so I'm looking at a company who's focusing on aviation. Got it. Now. I wouldn't recommend this for everyone, but if you're dealing with aviation, that's probably a good solution for you. Another one is uh, expert in medical translation. So it really, it really depends. Uh, we made sure in the descriptions to ha- we, we threw out well, we didn't include the general marketing stuff like we're the number one translation service and we pride in quality and that. We tried to include uh, description text that allow you to choose what's right for you. Right. 
uh, the actual meaningful stuff, less of the marketing yes. and more of actually what they do. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. You've got a page up there where you've allowed the you've you've taken text from their website, hopefully illustrating where their areas of strength are. Do you know if any of them um, take SEO incredibly seriously? Because obviously, you know, um, do they provide things like suitable titles back and SEO? There's a there's a whole industry of SEO, right? And um, you know, people spend absolutely massive amounts of money and energy making things SEO friendly. Do these translation companies, to your knowledge, do that work in their own language as well? So, for example, will my German translation be a faithful translation from English or will it be kind of, OK, we want it to be SEO German as well? I think that this will happen if you uh, if you insist that this will happen. Mm. So if without any instructions you'd get okay results but with a little bit of effort from your side like if you'd explain to them your market uh, what kind of tone this needs to have like okay if for instance in spanish you could have everything in completely formal language or in um, conversational language and it comes right. out very differently mm. they have no way of knowing this if you don't specify it um when um when you're talking about SEO, I can describe what we did with our translators, okay? Mm. Um, so we explained the whole story to them. And then uh, we explained what the key phrases are for us, um, like uh, WordPress in multiple languages, these, these terms. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, the WordPress uh, glossary itself, like what is a post, what is a theme. Um, and... Um, we explain to them the context. When translators get the context, their life becomes a lot easier. Um, and we we help them build a glossary for us. And once they've established this glossary, things go very smoothly, including good SEO results. Mm. Do you do you provide the option to to, um, to to give them notes along with the translation? So, for example, you've pasted in the the text, and you, you might want to say, oh, "We'd really like to emphasise this bit," but you know, text going over as notes, which isn't to be included in the text, or do you need to actually you know phone them up or email them and tell them this bit um, requires yeah. such and such? Yeah, you can actually add a note per item per per post in WordPress. Uh, you can do this when you're editing the, the page or in the transition dashboard before you're sending it to transition. And WPL includes that note when it sends jobs to transition services. Okay, that's good to know. A couple of edge cases came out in some of the questions that some of our people posted in the WP Builds Facebook group. One of them was about A-B testing. Is there any um, capability either currently or on a roadmap to to have different types of text A-B tested to see which is more effective? Well, it's uh, more of a, your workflow question than WPML because mm. um, for that, you would create, your, yeah, you would start two different pages. Each has its own URL and you can create a different translations for them and use this with your A-B testing tool. Yep. Translations sit in their own URLs. Okay, so, um, right, I think that answers that. And then the next one was all about sort of conditional logic. And this, I think this question came from somebody who um, was using Elementor, and they, they wondered if there's the capability to sort of shut things down and not show particular translations. But it sounds to me like that would be uh, the same answer again, to be honest. 
Um, so WML does provide a PHP constant with the, the current language. Um, I don't know if Elementor uses that, but if you're brave enough and you want to create <laughs> your own, no, people do that a lot. For instance, uh, a lot a lot of people want to display a different uh, icon or different logo. Uh, for different languages. It's not a completely different logo. It just has a different text embedded on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the logo comes from your theme in PHP. Okay, so it, uh, they don't have theme options to, to play with it. It comes directly from the PHP. And in that case, they would use the language constant in WPML and write a, a, a long if statement in PHP and have a different, uh, different output depending on the language. These mm. people do a lot. Mm. Um, here is a very specific question Um, (laughs) it asks will you at any point in the near future be changing the flag icons (laughs) Um, that would be a problem because it would mean backward compatibility with a whole lot of sites yeah I think I think this person's maybe thinking they would just like them it says the question literally reads uh, please ask if they if Amir intends to add new flag icons. The actual ones look slightly dated, so <laughs> you can see the context in that question. Um, let's move on and let's talk about something which happened recently uh, for WPML at the time of recording. A couple of weeks ago, uh, some news came across my radar um, on the WP Tavern website because you suffered. Well, security breach is the wrong word. You you had. You had uh, uh, something happen which you would not like to happen. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Because quite a few of our questions were about that and how it all played out and whether you got it resolved and whether their data got exposed and so on. Okay, so someone uh, used some exploit that we had on our site to hack into it. The exploit was um, credentials in our um, CDN which old credentials in our CDN, which that ex, um, that attacker shouldn't have had, okay, which had nothing to do with WordPress. Um, through the hacked, uh, the, the exploited CDN, he modified the JavaScript file, which um, allowed him to get credentials for whatever he wanted. And from there, the world is yours. From there, you can go into WordPress, you, you can do whatever you feel like. Okay, so... At the beginning, the hack had nothing to do with, with WordPress at all. You could hack into any platform if you have control over the JavaScript files. Mm. Or more accurately, if you have control over the JavaScript files that people are, uh, are seeing. Because a JavaScript ra- would send information from its own domain. It wouldn't send information from other domains. Um, okay, and they, he or they, I don't know, uh, use that to get hold of our database. So this answers your next question. Uh, yes, uh, the attacker got the information, the full names and emails of our clients. Um, and of course, the content which we have on our site. This is why uh, we rushed very quickly to, uh, to, to ask our clients to make sure that if they gave us in the past debug information in our support, they would um, close these temporary accounts that they, they created for us. We do this anyway. Mm. When when we finish uh, handling a support request and someone gave us access to our site, 
we ask them, we tell them we're, we're done with uh, checking your site. We no longer need the credentials that you created for us. But since uh, now a third party has this information, what we considered as a private information that people gave to us, now we know that it leaked out. We ran very quickly and we looked for these threads that have private information and we asked people, please make sure that these accounts are disabled. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we couldn't delete it from our side because it has no meaning. The attacker already has the copy of that. So just deleting it from WPML.org, that would actually not help. We left it on our forum so that people could see which information they gave us. If we'd go and delete it from our form, mm. it's really weird because an attacker has this, but the person who gave us this information doesn't even know what he gave us. Yes. We don't want to do that. Eventually, we deleted it from the form, but on, on, only when people confirmed that they took care of these accounts. Um, that, in my opinion, is the biggest piece of damage. Um, besides that, um, w- I was very happy. We we were all very happy and fortunate that everyone in our team uh, got together to fix this. So we we managed to close the not just the security issue to close a lot of other things um, between Saturday and Sunday uh, when it happened, and uh, we didn't see anyone who got uh, abused with uh, their payment, for instance, because you know now we have a subscription system. So an attacker, for fun, could have triggered uh, purchases. Of Oof. course, these purchases—okay, these purchases would have gone to our account, and we would have refunded them because these subscriptions are set up between the client and us. Okay, you—you you cannot go into uh, into the payment processor and change the destination of the payments. But it will still be a, a yeah, major headache. Yeah, a lot of work for you. A very yeah. major headache. This. So, I don't want to go into everything, but. We changed. We immediately changed the keys in the in the payment processors. Mm. Uh, all the keys, of course, in the CDN that was exploited from the beginning, the mailer, the everything. And well, the 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 end result is that an attacker has the names and emails of our clients. Okay. Um, did you at the beginning when the coverage was coming out, it it felt. Uh, if I remember rightly, you had a, a notion that it was an ex-employee. Is that still the the line of inquiry, or has it turned out to be unlikely that were the case? So now we have enough evidence about this, and uh, our next action is we're working with a local um, a local um, lawyer firm, uh-huh. law firm, in the country where we suspect this came from. To understand if we can go to court with this and what we would need to bring to court. Okay. I hope I hope we can. It's uh, it's more exciting on TV when it happens. Uh, <laughs> oh within, yeah. Within ten minutes, you sit in stand in in front of a judge and everything finishes. In real life, it's a little slower. Yes, yes, and probably you know lots of heartache oh, well. and what have you. Yeah. Just just from a. A personal point of view, and this might seem like a bizarre question, but I, I hope I hope you don't feel too bizarre about answering it. How that moment when you realise that this has happened, and this is you know you've poured your life and soul into this company over many many years. How how did that feel when you knew that this thing had happened, and you suddenly oh drop everything, we've got this thing to deal with. 
well, in honestly, I I felt and I still feel that we should have done more to prevent it. Mm. Um, yeah. Because, well, you know, when you're doing business with people, not everyone is always pleased with you. Mm. And if you leave it up to them to decide how they hurt you, then you're making a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. And presumably, um, lessons learned, you know, the hard way in this case, but um, you've you've now patched everything and and probably got um, something a lot stronger than you would have had had you built this without an intrusion, you know, because you've, you've really seen what damage can be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very likely. Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, and going forwards, um, obviously, nobody who's got a WPA, uh, WPML, excuse me, account needs to worry about their payments or anything. Yeah, else. but um, if, if anything, if there's one simple tip that I can give to everyone is just please activate two-factor authentication for yes, your site on everything that you can possibly yeah. find and then get a yubi key and get one do something like that as well um yeah. yeah okay let's change tack let's move away from that miserable subject and go on to just one last question if that's all right because what somebody mm-hmm. asked in the group about the licensing model for wpml they they made the point that the the plugin itself doesn't appear in the WordPress repo. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm taking it on face value. And, you know, the whole GPL licensing thing, is it, is it not? And is there anything that you want to say about that if you're happy to talk about licensing? So, yes, WPL doesn't appear on the WordPress repository. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to sell it. Yeah. Um, when we're selling WPML, WPML, like uh, every other piece of code that people write for WordPress, goes with GPL license. Mm. Okay. Uh, what we're selling are the access to our downloads and to our uh, support. So you get help when you need and you get updates when they're available. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you're paying us for the time that we, we spend working on the product and supporting you. Yeah. Um, GPL gives you certain freedoms, but it doesn't give you every freedom. For instance, GPL doesn't allow you to infringe someone's trademark. And uh, since WPML is our work, then we've trademarked the elements which which we can trademark, like the name, the logo, uh, the application. These are things that we could trademark. Um, uh, like uh, WordPress has a trademark, you probably know. So yep. if you try to create a domain that says uh, best WordPress uh, news, uh, that's not going to fly. No. <laughs> okay. So WPL enjoys the same protection as WordPress itself enjoys. Now, WordPress has a free distribution. Uh, w- we control the distribution of WPML, the, the access to our downloads. That's it. Okay. That's nice. So thank you for answering that. That's good. And um, let's again change subject and just for, for a brief moment, t- talk about the, the sort of roadmap for the future. Is there any exciting news developments that are coming down the road for WPML? Yeah, so this goes more to your uh, listeners who are actually familiar with WPML. Mm. I'm not sure if any of this is going to be very exciting for you. Um, the, the next release of WPML it's going to have a significant uh, significant improvement for the admin strings. Um, these are strings that uh, don't belong to any specific uh, post, but you still want to translate them. For instance, the, the site's uh, tagline is one of those. It's a string that you'd want to have different in different languages, 
but it doesn't belong to an, a certain post. So WP has this whole interface for translating strings that don't belong to post. This is getting a complete uh, overhaul. Um, we're doing some improvements to the browser language redirection, what we talked about before, mm -hmm. identifying the browser language. Uh, what's next? Uh, more, more love for WooCommerce. Um, ah, yeah. Oh, we we have we we've had for years compatibility with WooCommerce, but WooCommerce is a nice moving target, and there's always new stuff to to add to it. More more love for Elementor Pro. Let's see what comes for Elementor Pro. Oh, it's it's a big list. But again, these are. <laughs> Because Elementor also is a very quickly evolving uh, product, and oh, they're yeah. always adding functionality, and we want to make sure that you can translate everything. Do you um do you communicate? My my understanding is that um, Elementor is uh, based in Israel. I'm not sure exactly mm -hmm. where, but and uh, as as you are, do you have a nice relationship with them? Do you kind of hang out together, or you know, organize your stuff in compatibility with their stuff? We make sure that um, when we have new releases, we test it with them. And when they have new releases, they test it with us. Um, in all honesty, I, my, my hangouts, are, uh, my social hangouts are less with work-related <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I, you know, I go to world camps and I go to meetups and that. But for fun, I try to have a separate life than WordPress. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, finally, let's let's put WPML behind us just for a moment and very, very briefly talk about um, Toolset, uh, the other side of the business, if you like. Um, not the history of it or how it works or anything like that. Just briefly, same question, really. Anything nice and new happened recently with Toolset or happening soon? Today, we're releasing a brand new version of uh, Toolset Forms, which That's was good. probably called CRED, which uh, includes a very, very nice visual form builder. Yep. Uh, maybe after you have a look at this, we can chat again and you tell me what you think. The videos um, look very impressive, I have to say. I watched you know, somebody dragging components around and putting field elements next to each other with the, with the use of a mouse, and I thought that looked yeah. really nice. Well, it actually works. It's very nice. Um, <laughs> And um, now Toolset team is actually splitting in two directions. We have uh, about half of the team working on uh, feature requests that have uh, built up over time. Very important things. Uh, smaller things, but important, like uh, the ability to create convenient galleries without jumping through hoops. Um, uh, something that you can uh, use for flex sliders for this nice Im impressive sliders, you know, where the mm -hmm. thumbnails move left and right. Yep. Um, finally, we want to have a calendar display for views. Uh, it's a little more work than we hoped for, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, this sort of um, assorted important features that we haven't gotten around to, and we're finally, finally doing them, so that's one direction. The other half of the team is uh, on Gutenberg, actually. Um, our objective is that when you create content, first, well, I don't know if we should preview this right now. Maybe, <laughs> it's entirely maybe up to you. we should 
yeah. maybe wait this... till it's out and ready. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe when you have some more time, uh, we can show that. Oh, there's something about Gutenberg, though. That's a, that's as much as we know. Okay, good. Yeah. That that'll do. Uh, that's really nice. I have to say, I watched the the videos about the forms, um, and that really, really, really looks lovely. Well done. And um, and oddly, one of the questions was about a calendar. It was when is um, when is the calendar thing coming? So that's nice too. Ah, exciting times, exciting times. Thank you, Amir. I think we'll um, we'll call it a day there. Um, thanks for coming on and asking, answering, sorry, our questions about WPML. Before we go, you've got um, as much time as you like to to promote, say what your email address is, your Twitter handle, your company websites, and so on and so forth. So I'll hand it over to you. Well, thank you. So I appreciate anyone who's sticking uh, with us up until now. Um, our website is wpml.org, and it's really easy to find if, if, if you just uh, go to Google and enter WPML All Tools that you'll find the correct website. Yep, yep. On Twitter, we are WPML, uh, and we have uh, nice Facebook pages as well. So if you go to Facebook and click just uh, search WPML All Tools that you'll find us. So there we go. If you have any need, especially if you live in Canada or Belgium or Switzerland, uh, get in touch about Belgium. Um, any need to translate things into multiple languages, WPML, a solid choice with lots and lots of years of development work behind it. Thanks, Amir, for coming on and talking to us about it. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's WP Builds podcast. Thanks for staying with us. Certainly interesting hearing from Amir all about what the plugin is capable of, what it can do, how the workflow works and also about the little breach, the data breach towards the end, and the approach that they're taking to mitigate that for the future. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counselling. Please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. Together, we can hashtag press forwards. As I said earlier, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. I'd be very happy for you to join us next Monday when we'll be bringing out our weekly news and come back next Thursday to hear the next episode of the WP Builds podcast. You are more than welcome to join us for each and everything that we do. Right now, I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.